If its name sounds like a wiener, and it looks like a wiener, it's probably Weedle. Welcome to Daycare Dittos. Do you know how hard it was for me not to laugh in the middle of that intro? <laughs> Do you know how hard, uh, about as hard as a cocoon it gets, I oh bet. Oh my god, I just set myself up for that. Wiener's the funniest word ever. <laughs> I, you know what's funny about the word wiener is that I, um, anytime I have a song stuck in my head, I sing it to the word wiener. So I'll, I can sing Twinkle Twinkle like wiener, 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 wiener all the time. You can ask Dave. Yeah, it's a wiener. Uh, uh, like uh, Justin works. Bieber's baby. Wiener, wiener, <laughs> wiener, oh. So we've now transformed into a singing podcast. Um, let us know what you think. Um, well, <laughs> uh, don't let us know what you think. Yeah, I don't want to um, hear what anybody thinks. One thing I could say about Weedle is that if he were a wiener, he would be a hairy wiener because he is the... <laughs> <laughs> Go on! <laughs> he is considered the hairy Pokemon. Um, hairy? Yeah. For real? Oh my yeah. god, you're right. <laughs> a he is hairy the... bug Pokemon. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's my favorite thing that I've uh, relearned over the f- uh, course of this podcast is that at least for Generation One, all of the Pokemon uh, are considered hilarious things. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, like I know when we talked about uh, Detective Pikachu, it bothered you, Sarah, that like certain Pokemon were furry. Well, you know what's really funny about that? I'm actually looking up Detective Pikachu Weedle to see if I missed it. <laughs> because I don't remember seeing a hairy Weedle. Oh, I, I really gotta watch that movie. It looks like, it looks like a Greek guy's dong. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, it looks like uh, Uncle Jesse's dong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs> Is that what he... No, uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying again. Ready? Cut this now. Have mercy. <laughs> you got oh, it, dude. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I just realized that I mixed up Austin Powers and Uncle Jesse. <laughs> they have similar vibes. One's a, a hairy British man and the other one's a Greek god. Oh, that's Stamos. Yeah, he makes me stay moist. <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay, Peter wins. Peter wins the podcast today. Well, as the winner, would you like to start on Pokemon number 13, Weedle? Yeah. uh, So, yeah, lucky number 13. Um, You know, a big fan because, of course, uh, I was a uh, Pokemon Red boy back when I still had all of my baby teeth. And um, he'd show up a lot in the Viridian Forest. And the Viridian Forest, to me... And my little boy brain was a maze, so I saw a lot of Weedle. Um, did you know that uh, Weedle is a vegetarian? Uh, he no. eats his weight in uh, leaves per day to stay alive. And to keep his uh, shimmering coat a nice uh, orange color. Yeah. He's so talented too because he uses his proboscis, his red proboscis. Oh, which thank means you nose. for saying that. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> Dave and I had to debrief before the podcast because that's part of the Pokedex entry for mm-hmm. one of them, and I'm like, "What the hell is this word? I have never seen this word in my life." But I also learned that probably um, 
Probo Pass is named after this word. Yeah. Yeah. What a fancy way of saying a schnoz, huh? Fun, yeah. fun fact. I thought that a proboscis or a proboscis was like a sweet name, like a weird name for like a bug dick. Well, it, it, that word just makes me think of a prostate. <laughs> I don't know why my mind just goes there. But <laughs> that's I where mean, it goes. You, you'd be surprised how many words actually share a similar meaning. So, um, Latin is a, is a really interesting language. I, I would agree. Yeah, because I, I I watched a YouTube video recently about the. Uh, did you know that the uh, root word for macaroon, like the cookie, is also uh-huh. the root word for macaroni, uh, which is like just the like Greek or Latin word for like just to smush something. Just uh. yeah, apparently you just uh, smush. Uh, almonds together to make flour uh, that the flour that you make the macaroons out of and you also just smash macaroni dough together too and that's just you know they, they come from the same words so um, uh, viewers uh, prostate and proboscis uh, come from the same root word just so you know don't yeah, look it up because it's from people in Greek times that used to sniff some ass <laughs> with their schnoz, aka proboscis. Yeah, they they lived a good life. Weedle is right on the money. A lot like Caterpie. It's like, hi, I'm Caterpie, and I am a caterpillar. I mean, Weedle. He's, he's a bit more of a dick because he can poison you. Exactly. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I have to mention to everybody, y'all be proud of me because guess what? I am playing Leaf Green. Yes, my first time playing the first Pokemon game. And I am in Viridian Forest and I just figured out what it's like to get poisoned and have your Pokemon faint in your pocket because you're poisoned. Yeah, they actually uh, changed that mechanic later on because they felt it was uh, too harsh for 10-year-olds. Is that why uh, they changed it? Or just yeah. because we thought it was annoying? <laughs> yeah, nowadays, if you uh, get to 1 HP, uh, your Pokemon will shake it off. If yeah, they were like, uh, oh, every they time? loved you so much. They lo- they cared so much and had so much love that wait, they wait, hung wait. in at 1 HP. Like, yeah, that if happens every time? Yeah, in, in recent games, if uh, even if they don't love you, if you're on the overworld map and you take a step and it would have fainted them, they they shake it off now. I don't know if they might have changed it. <laughs> yeah, they shake it off, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they'll 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 shake it off. As as far as I know, I I haven't tested it in like, you know, Sword and Shield yet. But I I'm pretty sure. I also just don't like the idea of my Pokemon being poisoned, so I'll heal them if I can. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they made it from really extremely hard to extremely easy. It's yeah, gotta Peter. be a sweet spot. Peter, this is actually a game mechanic thing that I never really knew about. If we don't know it, maybe we can research it for next time. Yeah. So I know that like love was somehow uh turned into math in the world of Pokemon. Yeah. And I know that this is something that definitely was in the code for yellow. Because how your Pikachu reacted to you, I think, had something to do with how much it liked you. Yeah. Um, and I think later in certain games, how much your Pokemon liked you changed also. 
depending on how you treated it, if it like fainted or not. I don't know what game it started on, but like, how does that? Because I was like, well, my Pokemon's going to hate me if I put it in the box. That's one thing, because that's like leaving them home and they're not allowed to go ha- hang out. And then also, if you just like leave them poisoned and they die, then it hurts their feelings, too. Yeah. And that stuck with me forever, because like I'm the person who like even if I get a game over, I need to restart the level and see Mario on the screen alive and OK before I turn off the system. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, uh, I get confused nowadays because they changed, uh, well, they, they added even more mechanics to it, but yeah, there is, uh, there is love and then there is also now friendship and they're completely <laughs> different stats. Of course there is. I mean, I have a special kind of love for my friends and a special kind of love, uh, for my partner. Yeah. So which one am I? <laughs> Answer carefully. <laughs> wait, wait until Sarah's off the call. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, uh, I think I don't know exactly how it works in Yellow because if anything, it's only Pikachu who gives a shit about you at all. But in um, you know, Pokemon Gold and Silver, they introduced it uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, there's two moves. I mean, this has nothing to do with Weedle anymore. But yeah, yeah but I'm are, so interested. Yeah, there are there are two moves that actually go off of. Um, I, <laughs> I think it's love. Yeah, love in the 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 first, and then friendship in the the later games. So yeah, um, there there's the move uh, return, which gets more and more powerful as uh, the Pokemon loves you more. And there's also the move, and I believe it's called Revenge. If a Pokemon oh, hates you and it gets stronger, the more and more it hates you. And Damn. actually, Return is is one of the strongest normal type moves if they uh, they really love you. So it's it's actually used in a lot of speed runs. It's 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 a pretty good move. Um, and a Pokemon will love you uh, more the more you use items on it. And uh, the more steps you take with it in your team. Um, Does it matter where in the party? Doesn't it have to be first in the party? I don't think it has to be in any specific location in the party. Oh, that's good to know. And a Pokemon uh, loves you less if you let it faint. Um, maybe if you let it stay uh, in like a status condition or stay fainted. But it especially doesn't like you if you feed it bitter items. And those are items that um, were introduced also that replace potions. They're cheaper, and you can buy them at an herb shop, but the Pokemon thinks that they're bitter and they love you less. So instead of giving them like uh, like a Tylenol, you give them like some CBD oil. (laughs) They're like, ugh. Well, when I was... (laughs) This is a, another uh, Peter story time when he was a little kid. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> uh, so when I was little, I was uh, very big for my age. At any any point, I drank a lot of uh, whole milk, and I, I grew very tall. And I'm also Dutch, and we're, like, really tall anyway. So um, eventually the doctor was like, Peter... We're, we can't give you the bubblegum flavored antibiotics anymore. Oh. You're, you're going to have to swallow pills. And I'm like, ew, doctor. No, give me the bubblegum, please. 
And he's like, no, it's got to be pills or you're going to have this ear infection for the rest of your life. So I would, I was like, mom, I can't swallow this. Um, I'll die. And <laughs> she uh, grinded it up in the mortar and pestle, the little pills that I was supposed to take. And uh, I had to um, just suck down the powder. It was the <laughs> bitterest shit ever. And I, I did not like that. So I, I totally understand where the Pokemon come from. And that's why when the doctor tried to get you to use return, you were like, fuck off, man. No, that's how I learned how to swallow really good. <laughs> you basically took your medicine how Scarface took his cocaine. Yeah. Uh, everyone. <laughs> Straight. Yeah. But oh, brings me back to college. Um, but, also, uh, it, uh, certain evolutions work on love, and then certain evolutions work on friendship. And then, uh, friendship in the more recent games uh, actually give you competitive advantage too, but only in uh, game and not in uh, actual trainer on trainer battles. Ah, see. That's the thing. I have like one question. I'm like, ah, I am curious. And of course, I don't need to Google it. I get the best answer here on the Daycare Dittos podcast. And I did none of the work. Uh, but this is what I did work on. Weedle. Its name could be a couple different things. It could be a worm slash needle. Uh, which would make sense because it's a worm and he's got a needle on his head. Uh, and it could also be just... A play on weevil, which is a kind of type of bug, like a little buggy guy. Yeah, but um, I can see it. Well, that's Japan... that's good about Pokemon is that it works on so many different layers. It does. It's just they went they went in so hard to make sure that their bug, their furry little donger of a bug, just was punned to the to the hell. And also, the Japanese name is just beetle. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna mention that should have just been the English word because you got beetle, you got whatever cocoon is, and then you have beetle. Cocoon is literally just cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And beetle is spear. Yeah, I love that spear. Yeah. Especially Imagine if there was a hand, like a like a Pokemon whose name is like handgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get to handgun later. Um. I, I like Spear for Beedrill, especially because um, there's a mega evolution for Beedrill, too. So that uh, the Japanese name for be a mega Beedrill is Mega Spear. <laughs> oh, man. And he's got like five spears, technically, if you look at Mega Beedrill. Yeah. And then also... Um, Oh yeah, Mega Be Mega Beedrill is uh, probably the scariest Pokemon to me. I would agree. I'm I'm deathly allergic to bees. So if I saw a Beedrill in real life, or like a Vespa Queen or whatever, I am not. Nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm gone. See you later. And what's I'll a, I'll get beef. Peter, I'll get into <laughs> sorry. I'll get into why uh, it's scary for anybody later, but also. Um, Beedrill in uh I think German is Bebor. So uh I was singing Justin Bieber before and then uh Mega Beedrill is the Mega Bieber. <laughs> it's yeah, and also early on in the Pokemon anime, they basically single out 
two different Pokemon as threats. It's Spearow, because it's like, oh, there's a bird named Pidgey, and then there's an angry bird named Spearow. And he tries to, like, murder Pikachu and Ash. And then when they get to uh, Verdian Forest, Beedrills are, like, basically, if you live in the Verdian Forest, like Samurai, I think his name is. Yeah. You are constantly under siege of these swarms that will just blow through. And the threat of a Beedrill is not like, oh, you're going to get stung by a bee. Like, if they sting you, like, I don't know, if they use their ass stinger, it's basically like getting shanked in prison. If they use their fists stingers, then it's basically just like getting stabbed real good. Like, I think real it's good. worse. It's a 65-pound bee. Like, a 65-pound bee, everyone. That is uh, not okay. That should not even exist in the Pokemon world. Well, Weedle, <laughs> we does. can't forget is just like a tiny little bug. He's literally just a bunch of balls stacked on top of each other, and he's furry. And Ash's Pokedex, uh, Dexter, had this Pokedex entry. The stinger on this Pokemon's head guarantees that any attacker will get the point right where it hurts. Oh, that's that's fun. It's fun, right? You. It sounds like you would sit on him and he'd get you in the butt. It sounds like it's a butt joke like I mean, whatever got, oh, right to. yeah That's dexter cool. dexter is not preparing these 10 year olds for um potential death <laughs> watch your fanny also <laughs> death oh wow we don't let me go get it to steamy where it hurts yeah uh watch your language when you say fanny because i happen to know that we have british listeners and uh that means something different in uh in london england yeah, Can you means, enlighten me? What does it mean? Vagina. It means oh. vagina. Yeah. Here it's like old lady for butt. Yeah. There it's like everybody for front butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, For cloister. Cloister. What? Oh, I can't wait to get to cloister. I bet you can't. <laughs> um, the bivalve Pokemon. <laughs> um, Something else I can say about Weedle is that, um, you know, a lot of... Pop culture has them as a little worm, but bees don't start out as worms. They they start out as little larvae. Mm-hmm. So really, I I see him as a a little larvae, a little uh, proto bee. Um, and then also uh, the only other thing I really have to say about Weedle uh, is that he is, as far as I know, and I'm sure there are others. But um, in at least in Generation One, he's the only Pokemon that cannot learn a normal type move. Yeah, cannot learn a normal type move. I did not know that. Yeah, most Pokemon over the course of their lives will learn a normal type move because it's sort of like the filler move. Your tackles, like, yeah, of in, the world in Take Generation One specifically, like Tail Whip. If you were a water Pokemon. Like, you might learn a water-type move, maybe some normal-type moves. That's why, like, uh, Pokemon with two types of moves, like, uh, two two types, would get, like, both types of moves. Like, it was very simple back then. Nowadays, like, that's why I loved Hitmonchan back in the days, because he Mm -hmm. learned all of the elemental punches. That was, like, a very unique thing. 
but um back in the day it was just uh if you're if you're um if you're a water type move uh you go to a water type pokemon if you're a fire type move you go to a fire type pokemon and that's just how it's going to be there's <laughs> you just don't you just don't stray from the it works it works and that's how america was great and that's how it's going to be <laughs> a gengar using <laughs> thunderbolt not under my roof <laughs> yeah that's why TMs were really good too. It's like it was like the only way that a Pokemon could learn something outside. You know, it's the only way like a boy could learn how to dance or a I girl. I was gonna could... say like it basically changed everything. It was like Dirty Dancing once Bite was turned into a dark move. Yeah, it really opened up the floodgates. Yeah, Squirtle can actually finally be a little bit naughty. <laughs> dark side. Squirtle's already naughty, guys. So. Weedle, some stuff that I have about Weedle is it's coloring, shiny Weedle, not too impressive, it's just a lighter shade of yellow, but the red and yellow of Weedle is supposed to be a bright warning to predators that it is indeed poisonous. Yeah, I read that it's not even yellow, it's ochre. Ochre. Yeah. (laughs) Damn, that's very interior design of them. But- This is something I forgot to mention um, on the last episode, but it works here as well because as we discussed in Caterpie's episode, that Weedle and Caterpie are basically uh, two sides of a coin. They're always grouped together. Yeah. Um, But Caterpie and the cooler Caterpie, Weedle. (laughs) Well, Weedle has an advantage over Caterpie. Uh, I know for some research on the early starters, you would play full runs only using that Pokemon. Um, in the original Gen 1, it is actually impossible to beat the game with only Caterpie or Kakuna. Those are the only two Pokemon you cannot beat the game with exclusively. And that is because they do not learn any moves that are not normal Types, so they cannot there's no way for them to defeat ghost type pokemon without struggle yeah so uh but weedle which makes red version a little bit harder because the uh rate of them showing up is much higher has that poison sting it might not hurt that much tackle may take a little bit more uh hp but i mean poison that's the real name of the game and if you raise a, a Kakuna out of a Weedle, you know it's going to know that move, and he's going to be able to get nice and hard, and it's tough to crack that shell. Sarah, weren't we watching on YouTube, there was a guy who beat, what game was it? He beat it with a Kakuna exclusively? Oh, I think it was one of the more recent games. I think it was Let's Go Eevee, actually. Oh, yeah. It's, Let's it, Go Eevee it, or Pikachu. It almost has to be uh, one of the more recent games oh the original games are actually really hard and unforgiving um for weaker pokemon like uh weedle caterpie uh kakuna um metapod so you know they they weaker pokemon progressively get stronger the more utility they're given in later generations so I would have to agree, like, wholeheartedly. I I just beat the first gym uh, in Leaf Green, and I am struggling. I was only able to use two Pokemon, my Bulbasaur. Of course I have a Bulbasaur. 
and yeah. a Pidgey. But I also have a Caterpie and a Weedle. And I just, I, I'm just ready to throw them in the trash. I feel so bad. I, now, I forgot, I forgot to tell you about something special. There's a 1%, 1% you could have gotten a Pikachu in Verdian Forest too. In Leaf Green? In any red or blue or leaf green. Oh man, yeah. now I'm going to go for the game. Sarah, I don't want to be an elitist, but technically you're still playing Generation 3 by Generation 3 rules, so... It's true. Yeah, I guess I'm not playing the OG OG. But well, how about this? Close you run enough through, for me. <laughs> run through this, and then if you want to play one with me as well. One thing I really want to do, this is a sidetrack, but... I really want to finish a Pokedex that is printable on the Game Boy printer. Yeah. And then uh, frame my uh, my certificate. You know, back on the schoolyard days, uh, you could uh, print those out and sell them for, uh, for crazy bones out on the schoolyard. <laughs> well, you can print out Pokedex entries from the Game Boy printer as well. Oh, you can? Yeah. Um, I have, I think I have two Game Boy printers. What can the Game Boy printer not do? Well, I mean, it can't use its original paper. That's the problem. <laughs> it's just thermal paper, like any receipt printer. Yeah, and... so it doesn't need to, um, you know, be f- filled with Nintendo brand ink. Yeah, but it. Um, the problem is thermal uh Thermal paper has a Goes shelf bad. life. Yeah. So I mean, part of my collection now is um, I have like inbox uh, refill of colored paper for the Game Boy printer that you can never use. But there is uh, a receipt printer, a certain receipt printer uh, stuff you can buy off of Amazon, and if you like unspool half of it, you can put it into your Game Boy printer. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe we'll uh, we should beat the games and then we can. Um, print out our little certificates just to show people it also prints like it's like a two by two like a three by three probably like a two inch by two inch print so we should get giant frames and just mat them very fancily and tiny in the middle yeah i mean it was it was really cool back in the day i used to love going to blockbuster and imagining what it would be like to print um pokemon snap the pokemon snap pictures because uh you know I came from uh, poverty, so... I, I just... was never allowed to either. Yeah. It was expensive. I, I still have those uh, posters, though. Do you remember the ones that they gave out at the Blockbuster? Yeah. Yeah, I still have those. They're all crinkled up. <laughs> I'm hoping... Um... Well, actually, yeah, we might be able to. Uh, this is something I'm excited about. I don't know when this episode is going to land um, in real life, uh, because... You know, we're really far ahead, but yeah, we don't even know if there's going to be a tomorrow at this point. Pokemon Snap is on its way. And I think it would be really fun to have listeners share their favorite photos with us because it's super easy now because you just need to look it up and you can screen cap it on your switch. Yeah, I'm actually going to text you my favorite photo, Dave. Oh, nice. Is it of your hairy weedle? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Or is it of your Kokana? Uh, it's a, of your Kakana. <laughs> do, you, do you know what Kakana is? No. What Kikana is it? Kakana is actually an early version of Weedle. And had its own sprite and evolution. And in 1997, Game Freak put it up on their website. Just kind of as like a, oh, imagine if this happened. And Kakana <laughs> is very, 
it you can tell that it's Weedle, but it looks like a Tamagotchi and it's not as detailed. It looks more like a larva, but you can totally tell that it's a Weedle. I don't know. And... I have a hard time equating the two, to be quite honest. Do you? Well, yeah. get ready because it's on its way to you guys. Now, I'm pulling it from my notes. This is, I'm talking now and saying important things so that I do not have to edit this because that's time and money. And <laughs> I just sent it. Okay, look. <laughs> All right. I just sent you guys Kokana. I don't believe you. Oh, wait. It's taking forever. I'm going to send you my favorite picture of Kokana. <laughs> well, while we, while we text each other and uh, provide non-visual aids to our listeners, the more I look at Kokuna, if you can pull up a picture of it, it looks like he has a little tie. Yeah, he's... Uh, I think it's... I don't know. I always thought Kokuna looked really uh, evil, honestly. Yeah. He's got, like... He's got an anger about him. Uh, my favorite Pokemon are really angry looking. Uh, so I'm, I'm talking about your Voltorb. I'm talking about your Electrode. I'm talking right about on. your Kakuna. Right on. The Pokemon that had, you could just basically draw their eyes with a triangle with a line through it. Uh, you know, just triangle, triangle, line, line. And it's just, just an angry face. Circle, circle. Dot, dot, dot. dot. <laughs> so Night. Peter, instead of sending uh, Kokana, sent a picture of me in a nightgown. Is that you? At Scumbag Camping, <laughs> talking into a walkie-talkie. Oh my god, I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> it was PJ night, and we all went to Walmart and bought matching nighties. I but have a lot the... of I have a lot of pictures of uh, you upskirt. So, <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I'd love to see those. Peter, we're going to have to connect after this. That was a dark, it was a dark weekend for me. Um, yeah, but do you see my Kokana at the bottom? Yeah, I do. He's really cute. It looks like he, a demented Torchic to me. You know, and I'm I'm now realizing how much uh, Weedle looks like Wiggler from uh, Mario. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. In color as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I'm not going to say Mario stole from Pokemon, but I think we know what really happened here. Mario saw ahead of time, uh, saw that Pokemon was going to be big, and then stole Weedle as Wiggler. Who came first? (laughs) Mario. Wiggler came first. Well, I was wondering, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wiggler was at... I mean, I he was at, least... was at least Super uh, Super Mario World, yeah, on which was SNES, which beat it by yeah multiple years, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we were talking about Kakuna, and here's the big question: arms or no arms? I feel like he has two tiny arms that are just sitting right in front of him. Oh, I can see that. He can't really move them, but they're there. Look up Pokemon Red Blue Kakuna Sprite. Oh yeah, and he's he kind of got arms. like little scythes coming out of the side too. Yeah, and um, in the Pokedex entries, it basically says that they're folded in normally, and he's got tiny little arms. But I remember seeing the anime and being like, "This guy hasn't got no arms." And then they had the uh, Tomy toys that came out, didn't have any arms. So very 
Very interesting. Um, yeah. Well, I think technically, if they are useless, you just call them like vestigial appendages. It's true. And uh, also the Pocket Monsters Bandai cards, which are getting some uh, notice now that all Pokemon cards are through the roof. They had some really unique art. They weren't part of the Pokemon trading card game, but had the original 150 uh, Pokemon in cool artist renditions. And Wait, that Kakuna which also had arms. They were uh, just the Pocket Monster Bandai cards. Bandai, Bandai? cards early on. Because I remember there was also Tops cards. Think, think the Tops cards, but much better quality they're really you know it kind of looks like the old school the art to... that you would see in um like the pamphlets that came with the game okay i i have to look them up because i have a bunch of the tops cards still and i really do like them but i didn't know that there was even uh even more yeah and that was a that was a, a thing in japan but yeah it so it it showed that the arms are there and i guess the arms are an option and they've never been retconned, even though they don't show in sprites. But Kakuna's got some little, some little digits. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> as much as I love the fact that there are uh, almost a thousand Pokemon now, I wish that uh, uh, the anime would not spend like ten of its, uh, you know, twenty twenty five minutes. Uh, looking at what Team Rocket wants to do and instead go in like deep Pokemon lore and get me a little bit closer to each of these Pokemon that I love so much. I guess that's why we're here. Yeah, no, exactly. We're doing what Professor Oak uh, fails to do. He's off. Like, what is this? He caught three Pokemon and then he sends a 10 year old to do like all the work. Well, I, I even saw a, uh, a YouTube video recently where it was just like, all right, so Ash takes the Pokedex. He was he was sent out to fill the Pokedex, but he just basically takes this little thing, points it at a Pokemon, and it tells him exactly everything that he needs to know. Uh, it's already in there. Professor Oak, just, just you know, blast that at a couple of things as they fl- fly outside your window. You'll be fine. Yeah, if all the information's already there, it's like, I mean, it's not like you're really learning anything. It's more like one of those, remember those giant maps that you would like put coins in? <laughs> it's kind of like, this is coin is a steel one from when the war effort, like you're just filling in the gaps, but like all the info's already there. So, yeah. And then he, he points it at uh, Ho-Oh. And Ho-Oh is just flying up there as graceful as can be. And Dexter says, oh, this, I don't know if it's a Pokemon or not. <laughs> that game hasn't come out yet. Fuck. Okay, sorry. That was so weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the game. Let me, let's get let's get down to brass tacks, Professor Oak. Like, what what, what do you want from me? The, the, <laughs> if he if he points at a Pokemon and the the Pokedex says, "I'm sorry, I don't know if this is a Pokemon or not," Ash should be able to say, "Like, I saw this at these coordinates. Scientists, come down here and and find Atlantis. I don't know. Find your Holy Grail. Come on." Yeah, like, and especially in the Pokemon world, you're either a Pokemon or you're a person. 
Like, or you're like a tree. Yeah. Or you're a rice ball that everybody calls donuts because we're watching it from America. Yeah. But, I mean, Kakuna's shiny version is green. Other than that, this, uh, and it has the same exact stats as Metapod, Silcoon, Cascoon, and weirdly, Pichu. <laughs> really? Yeah, isn't that strange? Yeah, that is so who strange. The f- who the hell is Pichu? Oh, we won't know. We we won't know. Actually, we, we still have to discuss if we're going to... Like, when we get to Poliwhirl, if we're going to be like, yeah, and Poliwhirl evolves into Poliwrath, and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> Do not at me. Nothing happens. We'll talk to you in a hundred episodes, or if but we. We'll it all depends on whether or not I found a King's Rock by then or not. Ooh. Well, what do you what do you guys think, You're, the listeners? Do you think we should just couple all the uh, stray, uh, random evolutions in later generations together with their family like they belong? I don't or... know if I'm ready to talk about Smoochum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jinx deserves their own episode. Jinx yeah. may need her own episode. Yeah. Do do you want us to be Canto purists and talk about Canto first? We'll see. Um, I don't know. What else is there to say about um, the useless two? Can we move on to uh, the big show? <laughs> it's Beedrill. Pokemon number 15. You hit level 10 and you're there. Yeah, it's going to take you a long time. He's actually one of the hardest Pokemon to get. Uh, Level 10 is a level that uh, is theorized by Pokemon uh, scientists, but but nobody's gotten there yet. Yeah, I heard one kid uh, from the other side of the playground. uh, His dad works at uh, the Pokemon Center, and he was able to get 10 rare candies, and that's probably the only way he got a Beedrill. Hmm. What does a rare candy taste like? Uh, Probably mystery airheads. I was thinking Werther's. (laughs) Oh, I love Werther's. Or it's like, sometimes it tastes like Werther's and sometimes it just tastes like, like open ass. It depends. I think it depends on what the Pokemon's taste is because rare candy makes them so happy that they evolve. I mean, that they level up, you know? So maybe, maybe to like, a Bulbasaur is just a really good bug. My aunt, my aunt got me some um, Pokemon playing cards back in the day, and they, you know, obviously the like the the cards that you would play Go Fish or poker with. And there was a picture on there that, of course, it it must. I don't know where this art came from, but it was a uh, a picture of like a polywag and a Pikachu, and they were just swimming in a bowl of rare candies, just <laughs> eating them. Do you have these cards? These sound incredible. I do actually. I have some of them still. I can send you some of the pictures. Would love to see that. Wait, so maybe rare candy is somewhat equivalent to that of catnip for kitty cats. They just get so happy that they just take themselves to the next level. Well, I think it's more like steroids. Or that too, I suppose. Because they get stronger. Because like, I don't think Chainsaw or Dirt Bike have ever gotten stronger from catnip. Usually they just lay down and stretch out <laughs> real far. And yes, everyone, you heard it. Dave and I 
half kitty cats <laughs> and their names are chainsaw and dirt bike that's right classic but um yeah, yeah i don't know maybe it's like warheads from the the original uh formula before they nerfed them but yeah it's probably original uh formula for loco for pokemon <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it. it's that uh energy drink cocaine that they had to like pull from do you remember that there's an energy drink called cocaine and yeah. one of the selling points was that it made your throat burn yeah how was yeah. that a selling point i don't know i bought some i mean it's kids uh of our uh social status back in the day um what i'm gonna say uh not not preps not wasps white anglo-saxon protestants um you know that was part of our lifestyle was just drinking energy drinks by day and drinking coffee and diners by night oh yeah coffee and diners I, I'm, I'm totally with but i never got into the energy drink seed yeah. i always like the way that the cans look though they always look pretty interesting oh yeah i mean i drank a lot of balls i like to look at cans <laughs> so uh have you guys yeah. ever heard of the asian giant hornet no i i don't want to know well you probably heard about them in a year 2020 heard of oh, it are these the murder hornets the one in the same it was wow. the only thing that could have kept americans inside and it never came <laughs> damn it murder I mean, hornets were there to murder the 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 coronavirus and we just you know we never let it happen we didn't give it enough press and it didn't uh, show up then because the only things that happen are things that we give attention to that's very true and the yeah so the beedrill uh, of course its name is obviously it's a bee and a drill oh you and, gave it away uh it is modeled after the Asian giant hornet, more known as the murder hornet. Uh, since 2001, the yearly human death toll caused by bee stings, wasps, and hornets in Japan had originally ranged between 12 and 26 a year. Um, but in uh, China, there was an outbreak of these murder hornets. And uh, you, you have some issues. So if you're stung more than 10 times, you should seek medical attention. And if you're stung 30 times, you need emergency treatment. And uh, But at that point, it can cause kidney failure. In 2013 alone, Asian giant hornets killed 41 people and injured around 1,600 in China. I'm going to have nightmares because I'm yeah. looking at Google images of murder hornets now. And their sting was described mm. as the sensation of being stung. Uh, well, they described the sensation of being stung as like a hot nail being driven into my leg. Mm. Yeah, I could feel it already. <sighs> Phantom awful. pain at its best. Oof. Ah. Uh. To anyone, feel alive again. Yeah, anyone <laughs> listening, you have to look up murder hornets on Google Images. These things are, are enormous. Yeah, but are they three feet, three inches tall? They might as well be. <laughs> are they 45 pounds? 
I thought six. I thought sixty-five pounds. Oh, did I fuck that up? Yeah, I may have fucked it up. Yeah, are they sixty-five pounds? Sixty-five pounds. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to get them on a scale because they keep on piercing you. <laughs> yeah, because my bl- the pounds of blood I've lost from holding them down on a scale. Are they one to one male female ratio? They are. Yeah, which is uh, I actually was going to look up what the um, you know, wasp female to male hierarchy is, but um, I I gave up because <laughs> you know how you can see you can tell a female wasp how they have boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, A couple of things that I did learn about uh, female and male wasps, um, which I want to make a distinction that um, Beedrill is known as the poison bee Pokemon, but I I think it's obviously a wasp. Um, Did you know that um, uh, female wasps um when they mate they will mate with somebody who is not their brother twice as much as they will with somebody that is their brother that's true for most people (laughs) yeah (laughs) did you know that female wasps store sperm inside of their body i mean uh not to show off but same (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that uh, uh, a female decides whether it lays a female or male egg, depending on whether it fertilizes that egg or not? An That's unf- sick. An unfertilized egg will always be a male, and a fertilized egg will always be a female. You know, I heard this is a people fact, which has no bearing in Pokemon, but do you know that um, originally it was thought that the sperm... It's like a big race to the egg. But recently it was race um, to the finish. It was actually found that um, the egg chooses the sperm. An egg chooses the slave obeys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good game. That is a good game. Um, It's no Pokemon, but yeah, I mean, it's close. I mean, Big daddies are just the beedrills of the sea. <laughs> well, they got the right hands for it. Yeah. Um, I just learned yeah. that murder horn- hornets what? are mostly female. Um, they're asexual female workers that perform essential community duties, such as building the hive, gathering food, feeding the young, protecting the colony, or the queen, who is the only female to reproduce. Males are few, and they only have one real role: mate with the queen. <laughs> Sounds like a good civilization. Just, just like in Britain, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, I agreed to it before I thought about it. Um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I have a couple of quick facts uh, to show how scary it were, would be if Beedrill were real. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> so many wasps will actually, um, they're, they're actually parasites where they will lay their eggs inside of their prey. Oh, fuck. 
So can you imagine if you uh, accidentally were in the Verdian forest and all of a sudden a bee drill decided to lay its eggs in you? Um, that is something it would be if like you're like you, you fucking fight a bee drill and you win and then you're on your way up to the Pokemon center and your fucking Bulbasaur explodes (laughs) with bees. Well, it would explode with Weedles. Um, another thing, uh, Probably the only other thing that I have to say that would probably be very, very weird for you as a Pokemon trainer is that um, wasps undergo something called mass provisioning, which means that they actually, um, you know, when they give birth, they don't necessarily, if they're not laying their eggs directly inside of you, they're laying their eggs directly on their food source so that the the, the females don't have to keep on bringing food to the young. So what it will do is it will just pile on dead corpses of things and then lay their eggs directly on the corpses so that when the Weedles are born, they can directly eat the spiders and the human flesh and the whatever that the, the, the mothers have left for it. So if you're a uh, Pokemon trainer and all of a sudden you come across a chasm of dead things uh, and there's a bunch of Weedles in there, like that that's something that you might have to watch out for if you were living in the Pokemon world. The only uh, other uh, thing that undergoes mass provisioning, according to my research, was... Um, uh, I'll see if you can guess. It's a bug as well. It's a beetle, and it rolls up something for its young. Do you know what that beetle is? No. The dung beetle. I was going to oh. say that, but I wasn't sure. Poop he, guy. He rolls up the poop for his little babies, and then he lays his egg on the poop. Poop eggs. So poop babies. <laughs> yeah, Aww. poop babies. Um... So, basically, we didn't say this, but uh, the only other bug based on uh, Beedrill is they're shiny. They are a green-looking bee. More than likely, that is a uh, homage so of sorts to the metallic green sweet bees, which is in the Western Hemisphere. Uh, the sweet bees genus is Agapostamin, which literally... It means stamen loving. Nice. Um, so these and these bees, everyone, it, they're they're very very green. They're super green. Oh, that's cute. Like it's a St. Patrick's Day for them all the time. It's uh, like they're green, but their butts are still yellow and and black. It fits. It, it fits with it, and uh, the same kind of coloring works for the Mega Evolution. But uh, of course, we know bee drills are extremely territorial. Um, they basically will wreck anybody to keep the Weedles and Kakuna safe, as we see in many episodes, especially the Verdian Forest, where everybody's getting stung and chased. Um, Twin Needle is the, well, was the signature move, as we discussed Skull Bash with Blastoise, but that signature move was taken away 
by S. Cavalier, who okay. later was able to learn the same move. Um, it's a also, Gen Five Pokemon, if I recall correctly. So, Beedrill had a monopoly for a while, and uh, Beedrill also was replaced in uh, Super Smash Brothers. Beedrill was a Pokeball summon, and it was replaced by Unknown. Yeah, Good. in melee. Um, that's all I have about Beedrill. I got a little bit more on Mega Evolution. Yeah, I mean, the Mega Evolution really was a game changer for poor Beedrill, who was never really competitively viable. Mega Beedrill is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't have a ton to say about him other than the fact that all of a sudden he grows a, a foot and a half taller. <laughs> he becomes a 90-pound bruiser. Uh, and then uh, I, th- I think has the best speed and attack based stats of any poison pokemon yeah yeah poison pokemon i was trying to remember if he was uh he he stood out for poison pokemon or for bug pokemon but i bug pokemon actually are are pretty interesting later on uh not in gen one but later on they get pretty interesting also weirdly mega beedrill's uh special attack goes down yeah, I mean, what does he really have to special attack with? Uh, I mean, back in the day, Sludge Bomb was a physical attack. It did. It was the strongest Pokemon, uh, the strongest poison move, uh, and it later became a special attack. But he did eventually get strong physical uh, uh, poison attacks anyway, so... I mean, he doesn't really need special attack. He doesn't. Especially if you're using him right, you know. Yeah, I, I know how to make my 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 Weedle scream. I mean, Hyper Beam is... Hyper Beam and Solar Beam, but, you know, there's other ways to make it go. But Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things is that the Mega Evolution was designed by Hitoshi Ariga, who was a manga artist known for his work on different Rockman which is uh, the U.S. Mega Man uh, manga and different promotions, and then also did some art for Pokemon cards. Later, uh, Hitoshi was invited to design characters and Pokemon for X and Y from his previous work, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love hearing stories of uh, people who uh, rise through the ranks and and achieve greatness. That's something I wish to achieve someday. Well, I hope he wasn't responsible for the design, sir, for some of the X and Y Pokemon that are still questionable, like, uh, I don't know, Klefki or the uh, Lei <laughs> Pokemon. Oh, Klefki is a dream come true. And I think the Lei Pokemon was... Sun and Moon, I think. Sun and Moon. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. It just fits. Oh, it, it may not be, but I don't know. It fits that whole... Because they were like... We're in Hawaii now. Look at Professor Oak's tan. <laughs> I was like, all right. Boo-boo keys. Uh, all right. So that is Weedle. Um, usually I have some fun questions, but I think I asked most of them, like, getting stabbed or murdered by Beedrills. And... Yeah. 
I mean, the only other thing I have to say about wasps is that they uh, dominated American society, culture, and politics for most of the U.S. history, maintaining this <laughs> monopoly throughout intermarriage, inheritance, and nepotism. Fuck so. you, bee drill. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I hate bees. I know they're, like, good for honey and our environment i know i saw the bee movie whatever the hell that's called is it actually called bee movie <laughs> no Man. that's the is that the movie you're talking about the movie that was like seinfeld did yeah that was bee movie yeah it was i think it was called the bee movie it was this cute little claymation movie talking yeah, about how wonderful the... the bees are and how miserable our world would be without them but fuck that i highly disagree you hear well, that seinfeld fuck you I mean, Sarah says, "Fuck you, Mr. Seinfeld." <laughs> bees are terrible things. They're all bees. Bees are actually dying in droves um, due to pesticides. Mostly, uh, we need them to survive as humans. <laughs> okay, bees fine, but wasps can go. No, wasps have no hair on their bodies, and they actually do not um, pollinate at all, except for. The fig wasps that apparently are the only pollinators of certain types of fig plants, so they can stay. Yeah, because we need our fig newts. Every other yeah. wasp, murder hornet esque type creature, um, doesn't have a place in my world. Get out of here! <laughs> yes. I uh, I kind of want to do a, a red, green, red, blue run with just the shittiest. Like, I want a cocoon. I want a metapod. Uh no. I I I think the 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 worst I'm willing to go is to try to beat Ruby Sapphire with maybe like um like a beautifly. I I'm not willing to Dunsparce. Dunsparce, yeah, 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 you could do that. But Dunsparce I'm... is strong. I mean Dunsparce is um I mean He's he's got some things going for him. I really don't think in Gen One you're gonna get anything out of these bug Pokemon. Uh, they they grew into themselves over the years. Um, Game Freak, of course, absolutely loves their Gen One Pokemon, and they are um, what like it's like the Gordon Ramsay uh, coddling the the kids on uh, like Chef Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my sweet little Metapod. Oh, I love you so much. Here, get, take some new moves and some good abilities and some 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 buffs here. And then every other Pokemon can, you know, be forgotten for years and years and years and years and years. Um, so my internet search, all I really came across was Beedrill.com. And uh, it's born. No, it's it just it's a white page that just says welcome to beedrill.com. And beedrill.com's a link and if you click on it it brings you to beedrill.com. And <laughs> did we mention that beedrill originally was only spelled with one l and then they switched it? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not on the website in real. Like I just looked at my notes and forgot that. They were like, "Yeah, we were we were in between one l and two l's." I'm like, "This is a very unimportant fact." That that is such a weird detail to harp over though yeah well the thing i i remember about beedrill the most actually is from the original tcg um commercials for the base set on tv it was uh like 
two really cool kids fighting and like all the kids were like centered around them and they were like oh and then jake comes up and he has a vicious bee drill how is jake gonna or how's how's bobby gonna respond to that oh he brings off his bench the charizard and absolutely freaking destroys him (laughs) and everybody's like ah losing their their, their marbles over it. So I always just remember that uh, Beedrill is vicious and he's second only to Charizard. So love it. And uh, I guess my only thing that I have left, we've just finished the two iconic beginning bug evolutions. Um, I need to get a Kakuna or a Metapod for my desk and you just need to look at them to remember that, you know, you just work hard harden up you can really make something of yourself yeah you can stab somebody if you try (laughs) (laughs) and with that i feel like uh there's nowhere to go but beyond but but to jail yes well from dave and the rest of the daycare dittos oh we wish you a I want to I want to say to uh, everybody thank you for for listening. I love you all. Um I I actually did see that um one of our fans uh Chrissy is making some uh good um Bulbasaur, Ivysaur and Venusaur um needlepoint for us for our uh inaugural uh Bulbasaur episode that uh went up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago so and they're um, beautiful they're incredible. Oh, yeah. i i oh my gosh chrissy thank you so much you're yeah. incredible you're you're uh number one fan number yeah. one forever and that's you're the, the best part about fan. this we are doing this because we love talking about pokemon and sharing it with our friends as discussed in the first episode that's how I've made so many friends and especially the two of you spending time with me. And it's, you know, that's what I cherish. Yeah. So even if I could have decided, lessons, yeah, I could have decided with my life to be a doctor or a lawyer or a tradesman, but instead I decided to be a Pokemon professor and it's, it's worth it. Finally paying in dividends. I finally found yeah. my purpose in life. And yeah. I'm not saying that sarcastically. I truly mean it. Pokemon yeah. is life. And I oh. say wiener on the internet. Wiener. <laughs> Harry wiener. Harry weedle wiener. Enjoy your Harry weedles. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>